0: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Makers, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Loving the Premier League season, Optus Sport are showing all the action. Richard Bayliss does join us. Morning to you, Richard. Morning, Brett. Nice to chat. Just before the Premier League itself, we had a a couple of games uh, in the sort of League Cup today. Tottenham 3-1 over Stoke. uh, Man U uh, 2-0 over Everton. So that sets up the semi-finals. I'd love when uh, one of the the lesser teams in Brentford sort of make it this far up against Spurs. I think it'll be Man United up against uh, Man City.
1: Yeah, exactly. A Manchester derby in a semi-final and a London derby as well. And as you mentioned, Brentford, massive outsiders. They've actually never made it to the semi-final of a major competition in their history. So, whilst we expect the likes of you know Manchester City and United to a lesser extent, maybe Tottenham to be there uh, for Brentford, that's the the story, the romantic one, and no doubt plenty of people will be hoping they can get the job done against Spurs and and set up a great final against either City or United, and that should be a great semi as well.
0: Richard, just on Spurs, I mean, Gareth Bale scores, coming across on loan this season. He scores this morning. Harry Kane, of course, so they're a prolific scorer, uh, also amongst the scorers. They've just lost their way the last couple of weeks in the in the Premier League. How, how are you sort of assessing Spurs with you know, so much of the football season still to play?
1: Yeah, they they have lost their way a bit, haven't they? I mean, losing to Liverpool is... You know, that's not something to be sneezed at. I mean, Liverpool are by far and away the class of the field at the moment, but then losing, backing that up as well at the weekend for Tottenham. You do wonder whether or not they are really in a title fight. I think if they didn't have Jose Mourinho in charge, you would probably say they're not quite there. And bringing Gareth Bale back in, from Spain was obviously the headline move of the transfer window. And we know he's class. He's done it for a long period of time. He did it at Spurs, you know, almost a decade ago, but he hasn't quite clicked. So for him to score this morning in the League Cup quarter final, maybe that unleashes something different for Spurs moving forward because I don't think Mourinho's really worked out how to use Bale yet. But look, they have, they have quality. If if Harry Kane stays fit, if Sean Hyung mid is fit, then they're at every chance of beating anyone on their day, they just don't quite have the same... Uh, depth, I suppose you would say, of a Liverpool or a Chelsea.
0: Richard, I was mentioning just before you came on on Amazon Prime that I recently watched that Tottenham uh, documentary, which I absolutely loved. And the change of manager with uh, uh, Mourinho coming in last season, and just just to get to see him behind the scenes, uh, that that access that we all crave, and you know we we want to know why are the good managers uh, like the way they are. What what do they have as uh, You know, they're they're key ingredients. I mean, if you were looking at it right now, pound for pound, who is the best manager in the Premier League?
1: I think it's very difficult to go past Jürgen Klopp. I mean, if you go back sort of 10, 15 years ago when Jose Mourinho came in, he transformed English football because he brought a new kind of fresh energy after Alex Ferguson and Arsene Wenger that had obviously achieved so much in the game, had been there for a while. But the football itself has moved on. Jose Mourinho still plays this very kind of defensive, you know, almost counter-attacking style football. And whilst that's effective... At the moment for Tottenham and can still win him trophies, the game has actually moved on. And I think bringing in Jurgen Klopp from Germany, Pep Guardiola coming in from Germany, sort of via Barcelona or the other way round. it sort of changed the way football's played in the Premier League. It's far more exciting and open now than it's ever been, and even clubs towards the bottom end, are playing good football. You know, they can't really afford to sit back and play that old school, knock it long, sort of long ball football. I think those guys coming in has actually made it more high tempo, high press, high energy. So I think Klopp's impact, obviously in the short term in what he's done with Liverpool, but uh, certainly in the way overall he's changed the game, I think it's hard to go past him.
0: So do you think then in saying that, that Mourinho style isn't in 2020-21 capable of winning him another really big trophy?
1: Well, this is the great paradox, isn't it, of uh, of Mourinho? But also, it, it shows the variety of great football managers in having different speeds and different tactics. I think mm. he can absolutely win uh, trophies because if there's anyone that's going to sort of counteract what your Klops and Guardiolas can do, it's going to be someone like a Mourinho. He's now the wily old fox, if you like. And as we saw in that documentary, yep. behind the scenes, players... Really gravitate to the way he manages. I mean, Mark Schwarzer, who works for us at Office Sport, he absolutely loved his time under Mourinho because mm. tactics aside, the way he man managed the group was phenomenal. So he can motivate the group, and if he can get the tactics spot on, he can absolutely stifle you know, the clops and Guardiolas. And that's why it's so fascinating on any given day. There is still a path to, I guess, trophies for the Mourinho's of the world. It's just, you know, it's not quite their backyard like it once was.
0: Uh, That is true. Uh, Talking to Richard Bayliss from Optus Sport. uh, Of course, a couple of games in the League Cup this morning and the Premier League to resume over the next uh, couple of days. Uh, Leeds United, I just wanted to ask you about Leeds because I watched that doco recently as well. I would have loved to have heard... Uh, more inside from the the manager. It was a different style and obviously he's done a magnificent job to get them back up to the Premier League after uh, 16 years out. They're sitting in 14th spot. I mean, they're a little bit of distance from that uh, pure relegation zone. How are you assessing their return and how's it going to stack up after, uh, what, 38-odd games? We're only, what, a quarter of the way through <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, having been a long-suffering Leeds fan across those sixteen years of being in the wilderness, uh, now it's like a roller coaster. It has been a roller coaster the whole way through, but you know, losing to Manchester United six-two, funnily enough that one didn't sting as much as losing 2-1 to West Ham. You know, I think they're not the teams you're going to compete with, Manchester United and Liverpool first season back, but they are so incredibly entertaining. And I say that, obviously, as a fan, but I think all the neutrals this year have picked them up as their second team, the must-watch team, because while they were 6-2 down against Manchester United, they were still throwing bodies forward. They had four or five players in the box when they were attacking, and that's just unheard of. You know, you talk about... Jose Mourinho being somewhat of a negative manager, Marcelo Bielsa is the complete opposite of that. Mm -hmm. And he will stick to his guns regardless of of what the score is. That's what's brought them up. And they they play a very high risk, high reward. And obviously, it can go wrong as well, style of football. And when it goes wrong, it goes horribly wrong. But when they get it right, it's unbelievable to watch. We've we've been treated to something really special. And that documentary, yeah, you're 100% right. It's a different philosophy from the Tottenham one because it's not about the dressing room as much as it is about the community around the city of Leeds and what has been transformed under the last few years. And having flown over a few times to watch them um, and watch them lose, uh, bear in mind, it's been, it's been phenomenal to, <laughs> yeah. to witness. So this season it will absolutely continue to be a rollercoaster for the rest of it, but I think they'll hang on. I think they've got more than enough.
0: Yeah. For those that love your sport, I mean, they're, they're two good docos over the Christmas new year break. You can watch on Amazon prime worth uh, certainly taking a look. I'm always fascinated about the relegation uh, battle I noticed big Sam Allardyce is uh, back. You can't keep him away, uh, mm. Richard. The man who <laughs> chews gum like uh, no other, trying to do another rescue job.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's managed about 48 Premier League clubs, <laughs> yes. uh, I'd reckon, or close to. But it yep. wasn't a first good first time out against Aston Villa. They were absolutely hammered West Brom. You know, they're on seven points. They're a fair way adrift, not just in terms of points, but just in terms of quality as well. And that, that could be big Sam's biggest task yet. I mean, he's... He's pulled Crystal Palace, he's pulled Everton and Sunderland out of the mire before. There's every chance he could be the manager to do it, but I just don't think they've got the quality. But it, it certainly will be worth watching to see how the results go. But the football itself might not necessarily be too uh, too entertaining, but it's a it's huge task with, obviously, Fulham down there expected to stay in the bottom three. Sheffield United only have two points after 14 games. So they're in absolute all sorts. They're, they're gone for all money, you'd yep. suspect. Yep. So it's just whether or not someone like an Aladar can work the magic.
0: Brighton uh, just above in 17 spot. What's the what's the latest with Matty Ryan there, Richard?
1: Yeah, it's not ideal for Maddie. He was dropped about two months ago for a game against Tottenham. He got back yep. into the side after just one game. But that was a really good indicator that with the manager, Graham Potter, Matty Ryan's not necessarily his favoured type of goalkeeper. Speaks a lot about his distribution, his ability to hit the ball long, but also his shot saving. And, you know, he's had a percentage-wise, Matty has faced a certain amount of shots, but he's let a high percentage of them in. And that's a real concern. And he's been dropped for the last two. And to be honest, don't really see a pass back in to the side because he's not even on the bench. He's been dropped now to the third keeper's spot. Uh, Robert Sanchez, the goalkeepers, come in and done a really good job. And I think the, the writing's on the wall for Matty that, you know, his time at Brighton is all but over, you would suspect. I mean, there's plenty of time, obviously, for him to come back in and prove himself, but just looking at the way that the manager, Graham Potter, wants to play his football, what he said in the media about, you know, Matt, you know, can potentially look elsewhere in the January window, you would suspect that's probably the best idea for the for the soccer who's number one because it's, um, sadly, as our only Australian exponent in the Premier League, yep. you know, we, uh, we'd love to see him in there, but it probably won't be at Brighton.
0: Yeah, it doesn't look uh, to be the case. Writing seems to be on the, the wall at uh, Brighton. Uh, great venue too. I did go down there about three years ago, saw Brighton and Stoke. Uh, it was a good night, actually, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then and the trek back to the train. I think I fell asleep me right back at London. Uh, the train station about two am in the morning. That did actually get me off, Richard. I was in a deep, a uh, deep sleep at that stage. <laughs>
1: uh, you, you enjoyed your day then, by the way. It was chance. good.
0: It was good. Uh, boxing Day just to wrap up Leicester and Man United. That uh, looks to be a, a great clash at the King Power uh, Stadium. Uh, geez, a lot of uh, a lot of plaudits for for Brendan Rogers is I think Mourinho certainly spoke highly of him the other day when I was uh, listening in. And, and Man United, well, we know in the Premier League, uh, they're they're going beautifully. Um, obviously, disappointment. Uh, regarding the Champions League. But uh, this is a great clash for Boxing Day.
1: Yeah, it's really difficult to pick as well because Leicester are sitting second, Manchester United third with the game in hand. But Leicester of all teams are arguably the hardest to get a read on because one moment they'll play amazing football. You know, Jamie Vardy gets in behind. He's so quick and effective uh, running it at defences. And, and, you know, they, they win a lot of games, but then they lose games they shouldn't as well. And at home against Manchester United, whilst you would fancy Leicester to get something from it. You think that the football United are playing, the confidence they've got at the moment, they will go there pretty sure or, or you know, pretty confident in their own mind that they can go and get three points uh, or at least get a point on the road. So really difficult one to split, but it should be an entertaining one. Great way to start Boxing Day, actually. It's the early kickoff uh, before seven or eight games follow that. So, um, yeah, great way to start.
0: No doubt. We'll be tuning in to all the Premier League action on uh, Optus Sport. Really appreciate your time. and Have a great Christmas, Richard. You too, Brett. All the best, mate. Richard Bayless covering the Premier League this morning. It's Tyre Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Tyre Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit tyrepower.com.au now.